back in the 90s. Everything was better and somehow worse all at once. It was a time of darkness. It was a world of fear. It was the age of Saturday morning cartoons. by day, homework by night. We were betrayed by the boomers we had sworn to protect. Frozen in student loan debt for a thousand years. Now on the internet, the shows of old return, and we live again. We are defenders of what came before. We are Nostalgia Plus. Hello and welcome to another episode of Nostalgia Plus, the show where we watch the old things made new again thanks to the internet. I'm joined by, as always, by everyone who's on the podcast before. I'm sure you remember them. <laughs> I guess I'll Wait. introduce them. <laughs> There's Rachel. Hi. And Peter Schaefer. <laughs> and uh, Katie Willis. That's me. And Nick Evangelista. Howdy, howdy. And I, of course, am your old friend, your faithful companion on this trip to the misty shores of Avalon, Dan Evanson. Uh, hey, guys, welcome back. Subtitles for him or something. Let's hope so. How do you, how do you subtitle a podcast? Shh. Oh, man. <laughs> Just accept it. Because I don't think these are going on the YouTube channel anymore. Because I forgot we had a YouTube channel. <laughs> Some clips occasionally. I don't know. When Nick's feeling adventurous. <laughs> I try. So, I try to keep up with it all. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll start dubbing over myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. You're dubbing over yourself. <laughs> yeah, live. I'm, I'm dubbing over myself live. That's a, well, quite a feat. Well, see, the, the voice that we assume is Peter is actually just a, um, a translator. That's translating live as somebody who is actually Peter is talking. Yeah, well, we have a complicated so like United Nations uh, translation system going on here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you what's complicated, and that's time travel. And we get a lot of it in, in these three episodes, uh, which are Avalon parts one, two, and three. I will uh, say, I, I was annoyed by this time travel. Yeah. <laughs> Time travel is for suckers, is kind of what we learned in this. Well, unless you're Xanatos. Yeah, I right. guess if it, yeah, if you know exactly what you want to do, uh, you're good. But uh, yeah, this uh, these three episodes of uh, of Gargoyles kind of let us know uh, Gargoyles is a deterministic universe, and uh, once you have seen the future, it's forever fixed and it cannot be changed. Uh, which, if you're a bad guy, apparently gets gets you screwed over. Uh, so just to run through the plot of Avalon before we talk about it, um, Tommy, the little, the little blonde haired kid from, uh, episode one of that Gargoyles. Nobody remembers. Well, yep. I remember him. He's my favorite character. He, he reappears. Oh, yeah. We've mentioned him every episode. Why don't we get more Tommy? <laughs> you know, I have forgotten episode one. That was months ago. Yes, months ago. We started Literal this. Months, yeah. We started this in January, right? I yeah, it is now July 4th. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, it is. That's right. <laughs> Today is July fourth. <laughs> not Memorial Day. Not no. Right? No. Who knows what year it is though? July fourth of sometime though. Some patriotic holiday. Some year. Who knows? Yeah, okay. we're gonna celebrate our English roots by talking about King Arthur and and junk. Mm. I will say this is not my favorite depiction of Avalon. Yeah, what do we know about Avalon? Do you guys know anything about Avalon before we find out what Gargoyles wants to tell us about Avalon? It I is read. no lava backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read the Great Tree of Avalon series by T.A. Barron. I don't and care. I just, I'm, I'm with Nick. That's my favorite fact. <laughs> this is no all lava. I care about. I need, this no. is all I need to know about Avalon from now on. Uh, true, true facts. <laughs> was there lava, though? Now that I think back, I think there was lava. <laughs> In the uh, no, that was in the next episode. Yeah, episodes. That's, that's after episode three. Wasn't wasn't there was some in King Arthur's tomb or something? I forget what Ooh. he had some kind of setup going on. I don't remember. There was a bridge and it crumbled, but I don't think we saw what was down the pit. Oh, OK. All right. It also was fake. <laughs> yeah, who knows what was real? Yeah. All right, so let me get yeah. through this part real quick. So Tommy shows back up. Yeah. He's wearing a Goliath suit, which has the mullet. It has the mullet on it, you guys. That was mm. my favorite part of the Goliath suit. I is that spat out my water? No one, no one has good hair in this series. Nope. Not Even, uh, Elisa does, or Elisa. Yeah, but the three, you know, she's the three, the, the three witches, which I've been calling in my head the three bitches. Oh. Accurate. Yeah. 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 Their hair is uh, terrible. Oh god, they're uh, it's so bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like a widow's peak that doesn't actually peak, it's just a square. <laughs> a widow's square. <laughs> Anyways, Dan, just tell us what the episodes are gonna just give us the description so we can get to our stream of consciousness. Yeah, I'll just read the the IMDB description. So Tommy, uh the boy Goliath and his clan befriended a thousand years ago, arrives in Manhattan. He needs help in Avalon. Goliath, Lisa, and Bronx go with him to help and see, find out what happened to the gargoyle eggs. And now he's uh, an old man. And uh, Goliath and Elisa meet with Catherine and the mage from way back in Awakening. And uh, they're under attack from the archmage from way back in a more recent episode. Uh, uh, along with Demona, Macbeth, and three of Oberon's children. Uh, Elisa knows they'll need more allies in the upcoming fight, so she goes to wake a human who's been on the island for a long time. It's the Sleeping King, and he's been awakened, so Goliath and all his allies fight the Archmage, Demona, Macbeth, and three of Oberon's children. Thanks, Internet Movie Database, for your <laughs> very concise depictions of a bonkers story about free and time travel. Yeah, so about Tommy, time travel and elves and King Arthur. Yeah, so Tommy's also old. also gargoyles. Tommy is now, uh, I don't know. I didn't do the math on the, he said, uh, he, yeah, he's he seemed 41 to claim years that, older. Okay. Sorry. I did the math. You did the no, math. I, I did the math too. Yeah. I was, I didn't believe it. And it, I was shocked that it was accurate. It was 41.7 years. Yep. And uh, if we assume he was what, like, was he like eight before or 12, maybe somewhere it, in that it, range. It, it checks out. Yeah. So All he's considered, like, right. Yeah. So he's like, about 50. Yeah, we could put him at his early 50s for sure. Right, because he shows up in modern day and meets up with, with Goliath after um, after having a fight with some street punks 
who apparently are just carrying their their street punk weapons. And, like and you walk past them and one turns and what's that? Yeah, one one lifts this like long metal bar. They don't even have to go look for them. They're just holding them already. Because they can't give them guns. Yeah, but you still could like put your lead pipe in a holster or something. Uh, the yeah. the 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 Wild West shootout of '80s cartoons. You can't have guns, so you have holstered lead pipes. So hmm. Tommy is immediately introduced to the uh, U.S. criminal justice system because oh. he's arrested. Yeah. Oh yeah. Question: mm-hmm. How old? How old do you think Catherine was when she? Mm. Was- mm-hmm. She must have been like sixteen then. I mean, let's just put it out there. So we find out that Tommy and Princess Catherine. Uh, are hitched. They're married. Yeah, they get romantic, which which uh, I think disappointed the the Magus. The Magus is forever friend zoned. Well, he friend zoned himself, I suppose. Yeah, the friend zone is not a thing. Okay, but uh, <laughs> but she was just never interested in that way. Yeah, that's her prerogative. Well, I don't know if that's true. I think that it was really more that he didn't pursue her, and so. When she was being pursued by an older Tommy, and he was he was happy to let them be a thing. Let's, but it let's be like fair; he we didn't interested. see any of those details, so we really. No, can't he talk, just... I mean, he talks about it in the third. Oh, episode. I know. I just saw it too. But I mean, like he just says, "Well, they they grew to love each other as 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 man and wife." Anyways, but yeah. it, so I was, she must be like sixteen. She was like she looked like she was in her early twenties to me. Yeah, I agree. And he was like eight. And it's it's a weird thing to end up in a romantic relationship with somebody that you knew when you were a full grown adult, and he was like prepubescent. So she must have been much younger than. Then it worked. Like it worked out for a, for a French president Macron. So. <laughs> I, I don't remember enough. That joke is for like two people. <laughs> Which two? Not <laughs> apparently me and Dan. <laughs> All right, you uh, well, you make sure those two people listen to the podcast, okay? No, yeah, the French president married his teacher, his school teacher. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. years later. <laughs> oh, yeah. I knew someone who married his old babysitter. They're huh. since divorced. Okay, my uh. bad. You know, there's a there's there's a there's a story about that happening in the U.S. Also, a, a teacher who got together with her student, and while he was a student, and she went to jail, and when she came out, they got married. I think that's weird. Yeah, that, it, I do well, I mean, that. Yeah. all of it is weird. I think the babysitter is a little less less weird because babysitters tend to be younger. younger. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. there's a twenty five year age difference between Macron and his wife, so. Anyways, I, I'm, in my head, the princess is much younger than whatever age they're trying to make her because cartoons can't age women properly. Fair. And, no, I mean, neither can real movies. or yeah. So, whatever. But yeah, that's fair. I mean, if we, if we say that they're making her look older than she actually is and maybe she's 16 instead of uh, 22... Then sixteen to eight years old, and then you age them up fifteen years. That's a little less weird. Yeah. Well, thirty-one and twenty-three is still kind of weird, but eventually it gets less weird. Yeah. Hmm. Eight. It's what it, we're it, saying it, is we were all kind of skeeved out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to 
You're like, eh. I, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I did not think about this nearly this hard. I, but, I, but you did the math on on how old the boy was because I, I didn't. Be- I did not believe for a second that the show would be right. right I thought because- it was going to be wildly <laughs> wrong. I thought it was going to be like, oh, that would have been three hundred years, and I was like, holy crap! I, I wondered Wait, myself. On the right. Just to be clear to the listeners, the 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 show tells us that he's been living in fairyland in Avalon for the past thousand years, and that. Um, he every said, hour. every hour there is a day here. Yeah. So, Elise has been missing for like 24 days. Because That's they did. Point. Yeah, they, they <laughs> did. Yep. Did they, did they do a whole day there or did they? I thought it was two night cycles. Mm, and... No, it was all during the same night. Yeah, because... it was all during the, right, because there was the threat that, that they would return and and win when morning came. So they had to take okay. care of it all. It's night. been a good while though. Yeah. It, it's been yeah, like I, eight days. <laughs> I got to wonder once they return to Manhattan, uh, if how they're going to handle that. And I wonder if the show will actually go there and say, well, like you've been missing for a year or something. Well, if it's in the episodes, in the episodes that we, um, next review step. for in our next episode, uh, they try to address it. And mm-hmm. and it's played off as a joke. We'll talk about that then. But um, yeah, like she tries to get in touch. Mm-hmm. I'm in. The, I also have a complaint about that about the next episode of why they go back to Avalon instead of getting on a plane. No, okay, okay, okay. Let's go. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, we're on this set of episodes, though. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about uh, the next weird weird bit, which involves the, the fact that the. The gargoyle legs, which had been, uh, you know, we now we know what happened to them. They've mm-hmm. been taken to this mystical island and hatched, cared and for then, by our, our human friends. Mm-hmm. Also, and all born. It, they're confirmed to be younglings in a previous, uh, uh, next episodes. Yeah, in a flashback. Yeah. No, no, like the, the, like the, our gargoyles who are on the island are still considering younglings, even though they're like 41 years old. Yeah, he's they called him adolescent. Well, I'm not. Sh- we're not a hundred percent sure how long when they, hatched. they. Yeah, when they hatched. Perhaps their gestation <laughs> took decades. Who knows? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. The, they said we that. Seen... They, well, I'm basing this on the fact that uh, Goliath said they're going to hatch soon. Hmm. Okay. What, I'm not what's sure. time to a gargoyle? Though, also, we don't know that. So. Yeah. Right. Any, um, any... No, but what we do see is that gargoyles. Um, have a child phase, yeah. Right. We learned that 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 you know gargoyles get to be like toddlers and grow up along the same kind of uh, aging path that humans do. Also, they lay really fucking big eggs. Well, I mean, well, they got to come out. <laughs> I guess oh, that boy. didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> I meant, like- I meant like babies had to come out of them, but whatever. Anyway. I think it's also worth mentioning, you guys. I, it sounds like nobody else has thought of this, but there's a gargoyle dog somewhere. Yeah, in that there is another. Gar- I have a, a gargoyle note. dog. I have a note that each clutch must have a gargoyle dog as like a familiar pet thing. Or that's a good point. Or that's just their brother. Just every once in a while, you get a weird <laughs> brother <laughs> who is a gargoyle dog. Every family's like. got one. <laughs> Yes, he was born without a voice box or wings. So, 
Can, and basically, about, you, and basically a dog. Can I talk about a small note of when they introduced these eggs? Uh-huh. Okay. The entire time they go like, oh, we have to protect the eggs. Quick, Goliath. And then he comes to find a bunch of full-ass grown, like, hatched oh, yeah. gargoyles. <laughs> and they go, oh, the eggs. Sorry. I've always called them that. Like, that was a big thing to to mess up yeah i was like my first note about the eggs is like why why haven't they hatched yet <laughs> yeah why why are they calling them the eggs even though they've hatched just like oh whoops like no that's a big detail to a, like a term over. of endearment i guess right but they should have explained to we just like playing pranks on goliath <laughs> it's like <laughs> and the audience Surprise, you got grown-ass kids you Ooh. and daddy yeah here's <laughs> a bill for the child oh. support <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus um but when when they were walking and they introduced Angela and then Elisa was like, I can't help but notice that she looks like Demona, but her coloring is different. Whose child is she? Uh, well, <clears throat> when a gargoyle and a gargoyless love each other, they make babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it's like so obvious. And, she, and then Goliath like brushes it off like, all the eggs are the clan's children. It's like, yeah, I just don't want to tell my new girlfriend that I have a daughter. <laughs> that's what it, that's what it popped out to me like. Well, it was also well, he did it by saying all of these are my children. I guess that's really yeah. like, I have a bunch of kids. <laughs> yeah, it's so, like um, code for I obviously I banged Mona and we have a child together, but I'm not admitting it, especially after the whole Thalog incident of claiming right. children. <laughs> also, um Gabriel looks like Coldstone and oh, other yeah. female gargoyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, he's got like her blonde hair, but the rest is Coldstone-y. Mm-hmm. Now, I know it's a bit of a cliche to do all of these biblical references in any show or movie or whatever, but like we have Angela and then Gabriel and Demona and Goliath and then David Xanatos. That's like David versus Goliath, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, although it's, I mean, it's weird because. I mean, David Xanatos is really the Goliath in the picture. Right, right. But then, like, Gabriel is obviously an angelic name. Angela and Demona is angel and demon. So, well, like, and I found Angela interesting because, because Goliath always called Demona his angel of the night. Right, right. Angela but, also but, has Demona's red eyes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just wondering why, why they're going down this... Um, biblical route in the show because like normally when a show or movie tries to do that they're trying to uh there's there's some sort of message they're trying to get across through uh in analogy a biblical analogy right because naming things is hard i don't think it's that lazy the show has shown again and again that it goes above and beyond with details that it does not need to and it puts way more effort in than it should Maybe they're trying to be like, well, gargoyles aren't the bad guys. They're, you know, na- we're naming them after angels. They're the good guys. Maybe. I mean, Goliath was the bad guy. Yeah. Well, and they were named by humans. So, right. you know, the humans are, you know, 9th, 10th century Scottish. <laughs> so it's yeah. just a reference to like the Scottish faith. <laughs> right. I mean, that, that, that's the only one they had, thought, I guess. <laughs> right. Like, like they, um, they, when they had to name one of the gargoyles, you know, in 990, they named him after some big, unbeatable um, uh, biblical figure because that's like what they have to reference. And that makes sense. And then when the two remaining members, sorry, three remaining members of that 
uh, uh, Scottish culture absent themselves into the timeless fairy lands and they have more gargoyles to name, they continue naming them from the Bible. That seems reasonably consistent. Well, and also one of them is part of the royal family and she might be naming them after like, and like the royal culture. Mm, yeah. Because she considers her, them her children. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just found it like a weird choice for this children's show to go a weird direction hmm. i mean but i don't, don't think it's gonna be get real deep into it you could you could even like you know look into christian apocrypha and, and know that you know giants are often related to the nephilim which are mm-hmm. mixtures of angels and demons so goliath is often uh, thought of in in christian mythological circles as a a Nephilim type character a, a being that mixes both angelic and demonic forces now that is interesting i didn't know you were read in the apocrypha mm, a little bit that's pretty I, neat i used to be part of a uh, a paranormal club in college and we would study <laughs> stuff like that so <laughs> yeah i know about the nephilim that's where, I met my, that's where i met my girlfriend oh my gosh that's like uh, weird <laughs> I used to play, I'm sorry, used to, I play a lot of role-playing games and used to play a bunch of specific role-playing games, which is why I, I know about the Nephilim. <laughs> I read City of Bones by Cassandra Claire, Clark? Yeah, Claire. Claire, okay. That's all I know about the Nephilim. So what we're trying to tell the, the audience, what we're trying to tell the audience if, is if you don't know about the Nephilim, you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> I Read think, a book I, sometime, buddy. I think it's what we're trying to say is that we're losers because we know them. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, wind that back. I'm not a loser. <laughs> I'm a winner. I'm a wiener. <laughs> also accurate. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I want to say a funny note about uh, when Constantine in the flashback is like, meet me in the drying house. My note was, there's gonna be a murder. <laughs> <laughs> you have been cordially invited to the drying house for a murder. <laughs> oh my god, like, wait. I just... Re- oh no. I just realized we didn't even talk about the weirdest part of this episode. What? Oh? Not even close. What? Wait, okay, the, so... The, have, prince, the prince is a lefty? Well, no, the, so the Archmagus, right? He's going yeah. back in time to get the power he needs to, like, take over Avalon, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes. That's a plot? <laughs> Yeah. And, what's black? No, I'm sorry, Dan. I'm stealing your thunder here a little bit. No, no, it's okay. But but he can't. One of the rules is he can't bring the Grimorum into Avalon, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. you're not yeah. allowed to bring it. So to, a, a loophole around this is he eats the freaking Grimorum. <laughs> he what? swallows it whole, and what? then he becomes he a magically part of him. swallows it. What is it. Why doesn't it ban him from the island altogether? Because. Uh, <laughs> you're still bringing in normal magic. Because sure if you ate the Grimoire, it wouldn't work anymore. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but well, he has the Eye of Odin to help keep the to help he, keep his, his style sharp. <laughs> Anyone else yeah. notice when he yeah, yeah when, nice he, when he dons hat. the Eye of Odin? Cap. Yeah, it gives him a nice skull hat and it changes his robes to be all stylish, and it gives him like a, a sharp beard trim. Also, he gets a little tanner. And then, yeah, and then when he loses it, all of that 
is undone and he goes back to his like his beard goes back to really long <laughs> and then he has to part his beard to show the fact that he's got the phoenix game <laughs> all, I, all i heard was that power makes you sexy that's what i heard. <laughs> well doesn't the eye of onan tony turn you into a bestial form that's what it did to fox yeah yeah I think because he has magic and he understands how to like control control, control that magic that he was able to stop that and then he got uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark at the last in, in, in the very last episode. Yeah, let's talk about the Archmage. So he, he got screwed by time travel. I think mm-hmm. that's the easiest one. He he fell into the time traveler's paradox, which is he couldn't. So there were two. There were two of him for a while, which is a future one and a past one. The future one guides the past one to do what he needs to do to get right up to the point where he's maybe going to win. But then the future or the past one has to become the future one and go back because if he sees what happens and they fail, he'll have locked in that future forever and it will be unavoidable. So he can't witness it. He has to go back and do and and guide the the younger one. And I say younger by about 10 minutes uh, (laughs) through the future. And that was the other thing was that like the Archmage who we thought was dead actually just took literally maybe 15 minutes maybe 20 minutes to like walk through the thousand year gap between mm-hmm. 994 and the present right to almost set all of the events of the entire show in motion with right. the exception of the of Goliath and the and the the right. main Thanks. stars of the show so far being frozen and so and he didn't necessarily have you know they didn't go as far as to like have the archmage be the ones to like send the Vikings after the people to like set up the actual premise of the show. Right. Okay. But- so yeah. Cause he, cause what did he do? Cause he got the weird sisters involved and to right. get them involved with Demona and, and Macbeth. Macbeth. And that's why Demona and Macbeth are in the present time and and messing around so every plot that has had anything to do with nimona or macbeth or actually wait well and like think back to like episode three of the awakening when demona is there the only reason she makes it through the thousand years is because of the archmage's intervention right sending the three weird sisters after her well i mean and possibly isn't it also no no the archmage did all of it because also it's because of uh Demona being present in the world that she and Goliath can reunite the Phoenix Gate, right? Um, yeah. Which which can then fall into Xanatos's hands, which can then be used by Xanatos to make him a billionaire or whatever. I don't and, like how time travel works in this world. Well, it it doesn't because the time the the Phoenix Gate was broken until that happened and that wouldn't have happened if the Phoenix Gate had been broken, so it doesn't work. Okay. Um and, and possibly, I don't know. We're not I don't I don't think we're privy exactly to how Xanatos knew about the gargoyles and the curse on the castle. That could have been Demona doing that, which would have been that I think we were told that she the is the one that that Fills, has had filled him in on on all of that there, stuff. there being gargoyles that could be awakened if you know if the castle stuff, got okay raised above the crowds. Then that's also on the archmage. Um, yeah, I mean he again, trained her in magic to begin with. Also, 
That's true. Yeah. That's true. She was his his apprentice, both well, in sorcery and in evil. You can also say the Goliath being cursed is also his fault because he also trained the Magus. Yeah, he's he's so connected we're really watching the Archmage so far, yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> well, we and were, he, and, and then he's and dead. Yeah, now his influence is over. We've seen the loop of the Archmage essentially uh, start and close itself. Uh, a very small loop that somehow also lasted a thousand years. <laughs> no, I mean you're you're right. It's really weird when you when you point out like he wasn't spending a hundred you know like centuries secluded somewhere clawing back his power. He just falls to his supposed death. He is rescued by himself. He's shown. Uh, he's he's shown how to get his power over the course of a half hour or so, and then he's like. All right. Uh, good job getting that power that I showed you how to get. Now go back in time and do that to yourself like I just did. And then be me. Yeah. He gets uber powerful for 15 minutes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, I still don't like how time travel works. It confuses me. Well, but it's because I... it doesn't. It's, it's yeah. dumb. Well, it's, the, it's, it's why prescience and, and being able to see the future sucks. There's no... There's, there are, if you do it right, if you follow all the logical conclusions, it's terrible because often you are locking yourself into a deterministic future and then and then you're stuck with whatever the outcome is that you witnessed. And if if it benefited you, great. But if it didn't, you're still stuck in it. So you don't really well, have a choice. I like the this seeing future in Red Queen's War because the way it's done is if you meddle with the future, you're not allowed to see the future that future anymore. Interesting, yeah, because like, you uh, changed it, so it wouldn't be there for you to look at. Yeah, because you can't predict it. Right. Well, um, the metaphor they use: if you like drop a stone, it's really easy to predict what the stone's going to do; it's going to fall. But if somebody picks it, uh, like tries to grab it, you don't know what's going to happen. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, time travel is fun when the rules are as wibbly wobbly as they can be I allowed say- to be, and still mm. make sense. I like Mother of Learning, which has really strict rules for time travel. I hate time travel. Always. (laughs) (laughs) I might give it one exception. Uh, Well, I guess the only exception to me is when the time travel is in something that you're not supposed to care about the plot. It's just supposed to be fun. Like something like a movie like Looper, which is just (laughs) guns and explosions and Bruce Willis. And I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but, and, but 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 Looper is a great example of a really good time travel movie because it yeah. it, it does fun <laughs> things but doesn't hold hard and fast to to rules, right? Yeah, Carving it messages it, it doesn't even overly explain so that the future the rules. version. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Like, why would that person go through their whole life with the message on their arm and then all of a sudden look down and see the message on the, for the first yeah, time? No, and be I mean, well, like. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's crazy. No, it gives <laughs> enough rules that it also doesn't make sense. So like, right, and... yeah, that's the thing. It's just, but I feel like uh, a show like Gargoyles, which does put a lot of effort into its plot lines and uh, does, you know, try and hold consistent. It, it was a dangerous idea to play with yeah. time travel. <laughs> yeah. But, um, question. Uh, granted, it's a kid's show, and I'm sure they didn't care too much, but, like, I don't yeah. know, it's problematic. Yeah, um, so, in Mother Learning, it's a time loop that's a hard time loop. It's a month and 
uh, everyone gets hard reset afterward except one person who can remember it. Is that time travel? Mm. Time, it's, yeah, it's time travel of information based on the one yeah. person who can remember. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it defies causality in that way. Yeah. But I really, I really enjoyed called Arc A R Q. Um, that <laughs> well, that is the last way I thought that was going to be. Spelled. Yeah. Well, they needed something trademarkable, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but it's basically you know one person in a in a building, in that in that scenario where where there's a hard time loop that keeps happening, and he's the only one who remembers. Yeah, mother learning is my favorite time loop. It's so good, but that has like hard rules. I like things where I can follow what's going on. That's fair. Yeah. Like, unless I, okay, I agree with Dan thing. If there's a plot, a plot, I need to figure out, follow what's going on. If there's no plot, I don't care. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, so the most, the mo oh, so I was going to say, so the most important thing that came out of this is, um, well, two, like we have a clan of gargoyles living on Avalon and, um, and now, King Arthur is wandering around 1995 Earth. No. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, yeah. goes back and he wants to see the world for himself and then he I, goes off on his own because that's less conspicuous. Uh, no, I, I misheard. I thought he was, uh, Peter said uh, 995. Oh, no, 1995. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like, he's like, all right, this isn't when I was supposed to wake up, but I'm going to go exploring. I mean, he's King Arthur. He's just like, I want adventure. Fuck all this. Yeah. Right, but nobody's even like, hey, you know, maybe you should, uh, you know, get ready for some, uh, some real, sh real shock. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean like, yeah, no, no one tells him what's coming. Um, that's true. But also, I mean, let, me, let me explain to you about democracy that we have now. You know. <laughs> You're not in charge anymore. Yeah. yeah sorry, don't go but... to England. Don't go to England. You're not the king of England anymore. <laughs> in fact, there's a woman in charge. <gasps> uh... <laughs> that might. In, in some adaptations of King Arthur, King Arthur is a woman. <laughs> that's true. Fate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, Avalon High. <laughs> huh. That sounds like a terrible Disney show. It's a Disney movie. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're about to add that to the schedule. No. No. <laughs> Only if we also add descendants. <laughs> um, so did we cover it all pretty much? We missed one important thing. What? Well, no, no, she's whatever. Uh, there's <laughs> there's another female gargoyle. She's unnamed, but she has like a triceratops frill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was super important and needed to be shared. So there you go. Oh, I would like to point out when the Magus is like talking to the uh, three Oberon's children, it's just like, Jesus, don't just attack people. They could be like a compromise. It's just like, okay, you just can't bring your book in. Okay, cool. Why are well, you attacking? Their, their position was no one is allowed in. Right. Oh. They were keeping everybody out, um, except yeah. except he beat them. Yeah. Is, okay. is the implication that all the fairies were on Avalon and then they left because the humans and the gargoyles came? I don't know. We only know that Oberon... Uh, Set the three sisters a, a to guard it. So first he entombed the sleeping king and some or allowed him to be entombed there, which King sure. Arthur. 
and then said no more humans and then mm. everybody left and that's kind of all we know okay Oberon thought... it, they they spoke of Oberon as if he is around somewhere yeah uh and possibly could be you know brought to the island or alerted that like hey and the the three sisters actually were very concerned that that would happen because then their their failure would be you uh, know they would notified be, to the courts yeah. essentially is this is this funny they were talking about we got banished i'm like no you just got turned into owls <laughs> <laughs> you did, did. i mean it could be that that's why you know, Avalon seemed to have a mind of its own in some place or magical rules that were associated with it because once there, you know, right. it's not like the the island didn't freak out and kick them off, right? Even right. though it and, seems to have a power of its own. Yeah, and the Magus learned how to use the island's magic uh, even though it cost him dearly. Yeah. Yeah, it, might, it might be that literally in this case, possession is nine-tenths of the law, that once they were there, they could not be removed by Oberon's children without perhaps Oberon's intervention. Yeah. Now we're just Who knows? Mm-hmm. I hey. will I will tell you, I believe oh. that eventually we will know the answer to those questions. Oh okay. Oh questions that are gonna get answered? Woo. <laughs> so I it definitely seems very strongly implied, uh just in case we didn't really make this clear enough, that there are like two types of magic at oh, human here, right? magic and mm-hmm. elf magic. Right. Like like the the magic of Avalon is uh inherently different than like the magic of the grimorum is that correct mm-hmm. that's, and that's that and that's why the grimorum is not allowed on the island because they are and, separate yeah and that the eye of odin and the phoenix gate are elf magic i will right. say um going back to um king arthur go- just going fucking off and see uh <laughs> g- getting surprised he has seen elisa and elisa also has a gun Yes, he has seen oh, he's, he's also and he's seen, seen a laser, laser gun. Laser. Right, yeah. Yeah. So he shouldn't be too freaked out. And Elisa might have told him when they were when we were off screen. If it didn't happen on screen, it didn't happen. Right. Speculation. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry, we will see King Arthur again. Well we do also know that like Excalibur is out there somewhere because he doesn't right. have it. He mentioned also that, that 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 you know, this is not my time. Excalibur's not here. And where is Merlin? And his knights. That's right. So either they're reincarnated or sleeping somewhere else. Ooh. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah, it, is, it is hard to extrapolate, like, cars and jet planes from from seeing a gun in action. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like Excalibur, I, I hope it's a shotgun in this <laughs> timeline. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty cool. I like King Arthur in this. Uh, he this. seemed all right. He He's didn't left- seem to do very much, though. No, no, I didn't get a big read off of him. Yeah, but was, like, good dude. Yeah. Good dude. It's, some adaptations, he's pretty douchey. Well, I'd have a beer with him. <laughs> yeah. So you'd elect him for president, then? That's usually <laughs> my standard, yeah. Mm, don't don't vote. <laughs> I, I have not, and I plan not to. I don't <laughs> I mean, exactly... I don't exactly remember when Karen Arthur comes back, but God, it would be great if he came back and he was running for president <laughs> or, or prime minister or something. That's, oh, that would be great. awesome. Yeah. I will say one of my notes was Daddy Goliath. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get some Daddy Goliath up in here. Sorry. Keith, Keith David has a beautiful voice, you guys. He does. <laughs> True. All right.
Um, okay, so at the, at the end, um, uh, Goliath and Elisa and uh, Bronx, the, who was there the whole time, the dog, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, leave, and uh, the the new clan mate, uh, Angela, wants to go with them. She wants to explore and, and see the world for herself. And so she joins them, and they get on a boat, and as they're leaving, Tommy says um what is it uh avalon you don't travel from avalon to where you want to go avalon sends you where you need to be i am excited because we have another female character yeah i'm i'm hoping that sticks <laughs> yeah i'm cautiously hopeful we'll see exactly. i'm optimistic that it will but she I'm might be a she might be a foil for demona maybe I think I think that they wanted Demona in the story because they wanted Goliath to have that sort of tragic love story. But then I think they also realized that they needed a female gargoyle to balance out the show a little. I mean, frankly, they need a few more, but yeah. to, to balance out the show. And I kind of think that's why they introduced Angela. So hopefully, she will be a new permanent member of the cast. But well, yeah. let me hit you with this information because it may change your perspective. Which is that um, the section of episodes we are about to enter into is often referred to as the world tour uh, <laughs> because they don't make it back to Manhattan uh, for another 20 something episodes. No. Yes. <laughs> is this like the Odyssey? Essentially, yes. Uh, so there will be, I think, a few episodes that cut back to Brooklyn and Lexington and, and Hudson uh, and Broadway and back, back in Manhattan. Um, but for the most part, the next 20 or so episodes are about Elisa, Goliath, Angela, and Bronx and traveling the world and, and yeah, going on Monster of the Week adventures, essentially. So Elisa's <sighs> entering these countries illegally? So, so okay, well, oh, I, yes, have, magic, I, have some, uh, I have some questions, but I think we should probably wait until the next uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We should really get into what's going on. I there, am so. slightly annoyed because there's a really easy way to get home. We'll we'll discuss that next next. Mm. next mm, I'm mad now. <laughs> good, good. Harness that. Yeah, <laughs> hang on to it for just a moment <laughs> as uh, we wrap up this episode. And hope you guys join us again uh, for the next episode. Uh, I have been uh, Dan Evanson. You can find my stuff at DanielEvanson.com. I've been joined by uh, Rachel. Hi, I'm going to be very, uh, what is the word? Grumpy. Grumpy next episode. <laughs> Perfect. Persnickety. No, it was like uh, skeeved. I don't know. Ticked <laughs> off. Yeah. Where can people find you, Rachel? Uh, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram. I tend to, uh, at Rabe, I tend to post a monthly post of books I read, if you care. Uh, I also post weird things like when is uh when does history stop stop and life sciences begin? Uh. <laughs> she doesn't answer the question. She just asks it. <laughs> no one answers me. I'm just I just post uh, whatever comes to mind. I'm not drunk. I swear. <laughs> Come stand in the void and listen to Rachel shout into it. Uh. <laughs> because I can't shout at my friends anymore. Social <laughs> oh, <laughs> distancing. Quarantine. <laughs> Also with us is uh, uh, Peter Schaefer. Hi. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shoeless Pete, where I post uh, uh, daily updates of historical facts with a supernatural twist. 
and occasionally uh, movies reviewed all in one sentence. And uh, you can find me at pashafer.com where I post all that stuff and uh, uh, flash fiction. And uh, Katie Willis. That is me. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shimmy Books. Uh, I do stuff on there occasionally. You, you post about being pissed off at DM play, uh, D&D players. Yes. So come, come, for, come for Gargles and stay for the drama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and wrapping it up is uh, Nick Evangelista. Hey guys, you can find me at Tacky Slacks. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, and you can listen to all the other podcasts on TooManyThoughtsMedia.com. And uh, I assume by now that this is posted being July 4th, we're talking about the Too Many Thoughts Media Discord server? Ah, yeah, yeah. So by now, this has probably been up for a while, but uh, we did create a Discord server where you guys can come in and uh, directly interact with us and scream at us and tell us we're stupid. Oh, yeah. Um, scream at us nicely, though. Some of us are frail. Oh, <laughs> since we're shilling things, can I shill the podcast that probably should be up by this time? Sure. Uh, you can check out my new podcast called uh, Homebrew Kitchen, where me and two of my friends make uh, homebrew D&D one-shots and then play them and then yell at each other and laugh. The first one was flippin' hilarious. Yep. Uh, the first one was joined by uh, Peter and Katie, so listen to us uh, uh, fight a fabric dragon. <laughs> nice. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, well, it was funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. Anyways, right. that was my shill. I'm going to shill, uh, shamelessly shill this on this one and probably F-bomb. Shill, shill, shill. This has been Rachel Shill, and this has been our show. Thanks for joining us. Goodbye. See you next time. Bye. Bye.